Welcome to this week's episode of Allen Stocks Podcast, where you learn about stocks, investment strategy, and more. And now, here is your host, Connor Allen. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Allen Stocks Podcast, where I'll teach you to become a better investor, a smarter investor, and at the very least, an investor. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Today's subject is going to be on the psychology of investing and how your brain inhibits you from unlocking your full potential as an investor. First, I wanted to talk about why I started this podcast. Earlier this year in February or March, or maybe it was late March, I started a blog and my goal was to reach out to friends and family and explain some investing concepts and ideas and strategies that they might not know or understand and hopefully break it down in a way that other people can understand. And that was my main goal. What I quickly realized is that not a lot of people want to read a three to four page blog post about a different investment product or stock. And I decided that maybe a podcast would be better. A lot more people are willing to listen than they are to read. They've got more time to listen, whether it's in the car or whether you're sitting at your house, it's, it's a lot easier to listen to somebody than it is to read somebody's blog. And that's why I decided to start this. I'm passionate about people attaining their goals. And I think on some level, one of everybody's goals should be to reach financial freedom. And financial freedom is very different for every individual. Every individual is different, and their idea of what freedom is financially um, differs quite a lot. But I think that a universal tool to reach some of those goals is through investing in the stock market or the bond market or real estate, whatever your preferred choice. My specialty is obviously the stock market. I want to reach as many people as possible, which is why I moved from the blog to a podcast, because I want more people to listen to what I'm saying, and not because I think that I know what I'm saying is right or the truth, but more so that hopefully I can just help you in some way. I think that I've learned a good bit in the past couple years, and I want you guys uh, to hear a little bit about that and possibly to learn something as well. And I want to learn throughout this process as well, which is why I ask you guys to reach out to me through allenstocks.com, through my email. You know, reach out to me with any concerns or questions that you guys have, or even a few tips. Um, if you've got something that you think would be valuable information for me, please reach out and tell me. I want to learn through this process as well. And that's another benefit of starting a podcast is creating a community of listeners and hopefully a few new friends that I can talk to about all sorts of different ideas. So thank you again for lending your time each week to listening to my podcast. I appreciate it very much, and I hope that you get out of it as much as I'm putting into it. Let's get back to the subject of today's podcast. Why is your brain your worst enemy when it comes to investing? If you look at a room of investors, and you look for the smartest guy in the room, the guy with the highest IQ level, He's taken some tests that have shown he's a real smart guy. That doesn't mean he's going to be the best investor of that group. Because if you don't have the right mindset, or you don't have the right tools, 
you're going to fail. Your brain panics at the wrong time, your brain tells you to buy at the wrong time, and your brain tells you not to buy at the wrong time. And we're going to go over each three of those today. Your brain panics when the stock market is falling. So if you've got five grand in the stock market, and all of a sudden you got four grand the next week, like earlier this year in March when the stock market was plummeting due to COVID, a bunch of investors took their money out. But if you look at what would have happened if you kept your money in from January until now, you'd be very successful. And that's what a lot of people fail to understand is that sometimes not looking at what the market is doing day to day or week to week is the best thing for you. If you're checking your investments every single day, that could possibly be the thing that's inhibiting you from getting better returns. Your brain also tells you to buy when things are way up. If all of your friends are investing their money and they're doing well, you want to get in on it. You want to buy stocks because you want to do well too. Well, that's getting you to buy when things are kind of high. Things might be inflated. The best way to invest is to invest consistently over periods of time. Like I mentioned in my last podcast, your goal is not to time the market. Your goal is to be in the market. There's something called reoccurring investments or dollar cost averaging that are tools to help you. A couple weeks ago, I was on Robinhood, um, which is an online trading platform. They've gotten they've got a nice app. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know what Robinhood is. I assume most of you do. You may invest in Robinhood as well. But Robinhood enables you to now do reoccurring investments. And I looked at Tesla and I'm an investor in Tesla, and I was like, Tesla's going to go up and down and around in the next couple of years, and I don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm going to own Tesla. And so I, I bought Tesla, and then I set up a reoccurring investment. It's about $5 a week, and I have $5 a week going to Tesla, and it goes in when it's up, and it goes in when it's down. And I think this is a great tool to invest in a volatile company like Tesla or in volatile times like the past few months before the election have been. And speaking of the election, I think this is the greatest teaching tool that I have seen in my lifetime where it says not to time the market. A lot of people sat on the sidelines and a lot of my friends asked me, should I wait until after the election to invest my money? Because things are going to tank after the election, right? Well, what they don't realize is that you've got millions of other people thinking the exact same thing. So as soon as the election's over, you have an influx of money just piling into the market, and that's sending everything way up, and you might have missed your opportunity. This year, for example, the vaccine came out a couple days right after the election. After the election, the stock market went up, and we didn't even know who was going to be the next president. If that's not a clue that you can't time the market, I don't know what is, because if you were to tell me that we would not know who the president was for days after the election had finished or days after election day, and you told me that the stock market was up the next day, I would have told you that you're insane. There's no way that's going to happen. That's why timing the market is nearly impossible. It's a fool's game. If you're waiting for a big event to end, or you're waiting for something to pass before you invest, I would tell you not to. Invest consistently. And if you see an opportunity, Take it. Don't wait for something to pass before you put your money in. Another barrier that our brain gives us is the barrier of don't buy this company when it's too high. 
if you look on your phone and it says that Apple is at an all-time high, you're like, okay, I really don't want to buy Apple today because it's at an all-time high. Well, do you know how many all-time highs Apple has had in the past? It's had a lot because it keeps going up. Back in 1999, Amazon was soaring all the way to $92 a share. It's so expensive. And a lot of people didn't buy Amazon in 1999 because it was so expensive. Well, you know what's happened since then, I'm sure. Amazon's now selling for well over $3,000 a share. Great companies are going to keep going up. Therefore, you're going to have a lot of all-time highs, and don't be scared of them. Don't be scared of buying a great company for a high price, because you got to pay high prices for great companies. The strategy in a stock portfolio should not be, let me choose 30 stocks, and in three to five years, I'll see which ones are down the most, and invest in those, because they've got the most room to come back, or they've got more room to grow. No, that's not the strategy that you should use. You should put more money into the companies that do well, the companies that are succeeding. You have to pay up for great companies, and that's okay. Because according to Warren Buffett, and this is one of his quotes, it is far better to buy a great company at a fair price than a fair company at a great price. And I think that encapsulates the whole idea of wanting to be invested in great companies, even if they're expensive, instead of okay companies. And wow, look how cheap this okay company is. A great analogy with this scenario is... If you're an NFL owner and you have an opportunity to sign Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, basically like the Apple or Amazon of the stock market, you know what you're going to get and it's going to be great. Or you have an opportunity to pay less and get first round draft pick on a quarterback that you hope does well in the NFL, but you don't know whether he's going to be a Johnny Manziel or a Joe Burrow. As an owner, you want to pay up for better players because you do know what you're going to get. And it's good stuff from Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. They're going to get you what you need. And that's the difference. Whether you buy Apple or Amazon or a okay company, you're going to get different returns. And you might hope that that rookie quarterback turns into the next Aaron Rodgers or the next Patrick Mahomes. And you might hope that that next stock turns into the next Apple or the next Amazon. But why don't you just buy Apple or buy Amazon? Why don't you sign Patrick Mahomes or sign Aaron Rodgers? And now it's time for our one stock focus, where each week I share a stock in my own portfolio to have you consider adding it to yours. This week's stock is Square, ticker symbol SQ. Square is a digital payments company, which started out as a card swiping technology where um, I don't know if you've ever been to a small business or you know lo- local coffee shop or something like that where you go to check out and they have an iPad with a thing called a square that you plug into the iPad and you swipe your card on. This is how Square started, but they broke into a lot of other industries, including the digital payments industry, which has been a cash cow for them. It's been one of my best performers this year. Their stock is up about 175% today, which is absolutely absurd. Cash App, which is one of their streams of revenue, their year-to-year revenue, year-over-year revenue for Cash App is up 574%. Their profit in the quarter ending in November, which was just about a week ago, uh, their profits showed that they were up 59% quarter-to-quarter. 
So let's go into a little bit more about Square and how they make their money. So their hardware, which are their card swiping technologies, makes up about 2% of their revenue. So it's a very small part of their company. Uh, their digital payments, although, make up 75% of their revenue. So digital payments is their future. Um, that's where they're going to succeed, and that is the biggest part of their business. Square has not been profitable for very long, and, and I think it's valued as such, which which is good for you as an investor because it's going to be very profitable in the future. You're always looking for revenue growth and profit growth, and Square is finding new ways to build profit and new ways to build revenue every single quarter, every single year. The war on cash is one of my favorite things to invest in. Whether you're investing in Visa, MasterCard, Amex, PayPal, or Square, you're going to succeed because the world is moving to cashless. And it's important to have a portion of your portfolio built up and ready for this because these companies are going to make a lot of money when the world gets rid of cash. Whether that's 10, 20, 30, 40 years, I think it's universally agreed that the world is going to be cashless eventually. And it's our jobs as investors to be ready for that and to take those opportunities and Square is a great opportunity. And that concludes the one stock focus of the week where I share a stock in my own portfolio to have you consider adding it to yours. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. I always appreciate you guys listening. I will see you again next week. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No advice given in this podcast is investment advice and should not be the sole reason to buy or sell any stock. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe to hear the next great episode on Allen Stocks Podcast. Also, to contact us or learn more, please visit allenstocks.com.